This is the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast. And welcome to another ATP Tennis Radio podcast, and it is a big one on the eve of the first ATP Masters 1000 of the year, the BNP Paribas Open in Indian Wells. I'm Seb Lozier, and this week we hear from the tournament's defending champion Dominic Team and his coach Nicolas Massou. We're with Stefanos Tsitsipas's mum after she gate-crashed one of his press conferences in Dubai. We had the doubles champions of Dubai proving that Australia and New Zealand can get on just fine. But we start with an exclusive interview with one of the form players of 2020. A first title on home soil in Montpellier was followed by another in Rotterdam and a semi-final loss only to the world number one, Novak Djokovic in Dubai. It's been quite a while since Gail Monfils has looked quite so good. In Dubai, he spoke with prolific tennis writer Reem Aboulayl, who started by asking him how he's feeling. Oh, I feel great. Um, as I've been saying, you know, last year I had a great season. So I guess, uh, you know, we, uh, we try with the team uh, to, um, to keep pushing uh, that way, you know, try to, uh, to find, uh, you know, always a good solution um, to improve my game. And uh, so far it's working. So I'm very, very happy with that. What was the approach to the off-season like, knowing that you had a strong 2019 and you seemed to be very keen to build on it? What, what did you do in the off-season to kind of make sure that you kept the momentum going? Well, it was a, it was a, a big mature because, uh, you know, I was uh, very tired, I think, uh, uh, physically and mentally. So, uh, you know, it was a lot of rest, to be honest. It was a, a lot of rest and uh, a, a lot of talking, you know, through uh, the good parts of the season and the bad parts of the season, see uh, where we can improve. And, uh, and then, um, as I told you, keep uh, working in the same way, uh, even a fraction better, as uh, you know, we, we try to improve every time, but it was um, keep working uh, as good that uh, I've, I've been working in 2019. Back-to-back titles in Montpellier and Rotterdam. If we talk about those two weeks, what do you think was working particularly well for you? I guess I was very solid. I was very solid. Uh, was, uh, I think, uh, uh, in a great shape physically. I was uh, moving great on the court. So it's a big help for my game. Then, uh, obviously, you know, uh, when uh, you start to be a bit more confident, you go a bit more for your shots trying to uh, take uh, a bit more risk and um, I think uh, I had uh, this movement uh, was key but also a bit of luck uh, that I was uh, confident to try a few shots on tough moments. The only losses you've had this year so far came against top five players. I'm wondering do you read much into a stat like that and I guess how much pride do you take and how consistent you've been against the other players? You know, I didn't know, and uh, I don't. Uh, you know, I'm not. It's not. I'm not the type of guy uh, looking at the, those things. You know, I, as I say, uh, for me, I, I just want to enjoy. You know, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Enjoying playing tennis. Uh, uh, so far, uh, we have uh, great, great wins. Uh, I know how tough it is uh, to um, 
to keep uh, all the time, you know, every single almost 100%. So I just take it day by day. From a very long time ago, I interviewed you, and I remember one of the first things you told me is that for you, it, you need to in, enjoy life on the court, off the court. The passion and the joy is a very big part for you. You try to stay relaxed as well, which in this sport is not easy. I see a lot of players around and they look stressed. How have you managed that balance of putting goals for yourself, being serious, but at the same time maintaining that relaxed mentality? Is it a tough, a tough thing to balance? Well, it's never easy because, uh, you know, you, you've been judged still at uh, a very, um, very young age, you know, because uh, <laughs> you've been judged by people actually uh, all, the, all, the, all the time, you know, because uh, some people uh, made it, some people uh, didn't, and some people uh, always have uh, the good advice, they think. Some people uh, don't know your situation, how you've been raised, uh, what's your view while you play in tennis so it was always uh, um, tricky and, 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 and fun to see you know uh, how, uh, how you know after years and years how people uh, uh, look at uh, other players myself and, and, uh, and analyze them sometimes themselves me you know I've been raised in, in a way that uh, it was a blessing to play tennis uh, uh, you know, people think uh, sometimes it's uh, it was uh, it's it's we we talented, it's gifted. But uh, heads up, guys! I mean, uh, nothing is gifted, and nothing is uh, about talent. It's uh, all about uh, dedication, uh, work. Uh, even people think you're not working hard. Uh, you you work you you worked harder than everyone else because you are there. And people sometimes they mis mistaken a little bit, you know, and. Uh, People mistaken uh, working and win is totally, totally two different expect. You know, you can work very hard and not win or not have the result that you want because uh, <laughs> it's tough. You know, it's tough. And and then for all the players on the tour, uh, future challengers and uh, on the main tour. I think it's, it's, it's those guys they're working, you know. They've been working uh, till a very young age, you know. And and sometimes people they they mistaken about uh, about some I don't know some saying and stuff because uh, from day one, you know, I, I you know if I'm here now is uh, because I worked hard and uh, because uh, also something that uh, people forget is my parents worked very hard they fought very hard you know to uh, to uh, just uh, bring me the, the possibility of me to sing to be um, one day playing tennis at the top level you had a lot of attention on you from a young age because in juniors already you were really really good so when did you start not paying attention to the kind of judgment that you mentioned um, is that something that came with age the ability to just not look at what people are saying about you from day one you know I think uh, for myself from day one you know uh, I guess uh, I was different I'm different for many reasons some are very obvious so from day one you know I, uh, I was uh, I was uh, not really paying attention and you mentioned people don't know, not everyone knows why you play tennis. In, in a few words, why does Gael Monfils play tennis? Uh, 
Because I love the sport, you know. I'm a, I'm a sport lover, you know, and definitely my sport that I choose is tennis, you know. But uh, I really love sports. I really love, uh, you know, uh, being uh, around uh, uh, athletes. Uh, I really love track and field, soccer, I mean, football, um, basketball. Uh, I think every sport, you know. I, I'm just a, a, a sportman inside, you know. And, uh, and I choose this one because uh, it's the one that, uh, you know, I've been... Uh, I've been playing uh, from a young age with uh, football, with uh, you know, with judo, with uh, basketball, and it's the one that felt like uh, the happiest. And uh, and yeah, I play tennis because because uh, I love the game. Uh, we're talking in Dubai right now, and you've been here a few days before the tournament because Elena was also playing here. Uh, what kind of things do you feel? It's a What kind of advantages do you see of being able to travel to your place of work with your girlfriend who's also doing the same thing? It's some good, it's some bad. Um, I will start with the bad. Uh, the bad is a little bit, uh, you know, um, after two good weeks, you always want to, to be uh, able to, to get home and, uh, and to be uh, actually with her, you know, home, you know, to, to rest a little bit to uh, compete uh, to another big one and uh, so I didn't have that time you know the time that uh, if I want to be with her it was to come here definitely but uh, it's, uh, it's uh, non-stop on the road so sometimes you know that's the, the, the negative side is uh, yes we, we can have a lot of time together but uh, I think both we appreciate to have our time uh, home you know Than, uh, than to be on, on the road. And the good, the good thing is, okay, you're on the road with, uh, with, uh, with your love, you know, so that's, that's uh, easier. Uh, you know, it's, uh, don't take it wrong, but it's a very individual sport, very selfish sport. We are most of the time alone. Uh, and to find someone that, that actually share the same passion of you, have the same sacrifice, Uh, have the same goals, even higher for her. It's, uh, it's something amazing, you know, so that's, uh, that's definitely uh, something that uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy with uh, like uh, for a year and a half and, uh, that we have. It's, uh, no, it's been amazing. And spending time on the court, I see you practicing sometimes, and, and I know that that's not the only practice you have. Uh, that part of it as well, does it, does it help? Does it help with having that kind of different types of practices? Sometimes you're with her on court, sometimes you're doing other things. Well, on the court, uh, I guess uh, he had both. Um, I cannot really speak to her, but I hope he helped her, but uh, she knows that I put... Uh, I think I'm even more serious on, the, on her practice than mine, to be honest. But uh, me helps me, you know, uh, on, on many things. On the, you know, uh, most of the time I play with her, it's maybe an extra hour that I put because I know that, uh, you know, I have to be uh, extra, extra focused in the way because uh, uh, sometimes uh, it's more specific to, for her. Uh, When it's a, a bit more specific for me, you know, it's uh, always, uh, you know, um, put me in a tougher spot, you know, uh, 
to uh, actually to improve uh, many things. So for me, it's it's really benefic, and uh, and definitely you know there is the the relaxed part that uh, when we are practice we have uh, you know a few minutes uh, of uh, we say we have a good laugh, and uh, and and it's it's uh, it's it's fun. It's fun because. Uh, to be able to enjoy on the on your on your job or with uh, with your, your girlfriend, it's uh, it's pretty cool. To be honest, it's pretty cool. I see you watching quite a bit of women's tennis, obviously, because you're supporting Elena. Uh, having watched now, maybe a bit more. Maybe you were always watching. I don't know. You tell me. But uh, do you have a different appreciation of the women's game now? Now that you've taken a bit of a closer look at it. Yeah, I mean, uh, for sure, you know, uh, I, I watch a lot uh, with Elena. Uh, all the all the matches. Uh, before you know, I, I used to watch uh, my my friends. You know, I used to watch uh, Vika. Uh, I used to watch uh, Caro, and uh, definitely Serena. You know, and Venus. But uh, particularly, like a bit more with uh, with uh, with Elena. And uh, I always appreciate uh, women tennis. To be honest with you, uh, it's uh, it's. Uh, Different in a couple of ways, but it's the same, you know, on many ways, you know. So it's uh, it's not yeah, it's not much a uh, uh, it's not much uh, big difference. So I enjoy it. So that's uh, that's me. You, know. you mentioned Serena and Venus. Do you find them as inspiration? Hundred percent. You know, uh, I always uh, say and then I told them. Uh, you know, when I was young. Uh, in my mom's house, you know, I have um, two uh, posters, you know, it was, uh, it was them, and with the two signs, I think this is the only sign I have, it was uh, Serena and Venus. And I had one guy, it was uh, David Witton, actually. <laughs> and um, what they done uh, was, uh, for, for, for me, was uh, very, very exceptional when I was very young, and uh, for so many reasons, and, uh, you know, they, inspired me, still inspired me now and um, I think uh, those two uh, wonderful women um, are just legends. You mentioned your younger sister in a press conference earlier and I'm wondering because you have the, you're obviously very protective over her and you talked about making sure she doesn't have a lot of pressure on her. Uh, how, how does that work because she is the sister of Gaël Monfils at the end of the day? You know it's uh, it's talking a lot with her when when she needed, you know, not too much because you know, uh, if if uh, if I call her too much, that puts pressure as well. So it's just to find always the balance between uh, I'm I'm her big bro, you know. It's not just about tennis, you know, and uh, she's uh, she's passionate, but I, I can see she's taking uh, the. Don't take me wrong. When I say she's taking it like in a really serious way, it's like. She want to make it, you know. She put extra pressure, you know, on herself. So exactly when she, I know when she has attended like tournaments, people uh, they are expecting her to win. Actually, don't even really know her, but uh, because she's my sister, so they expect her to win, and uh, it's not the case every time. And uh, so it's uh, she taking it tough, you know. It's tough. She's young, and uh, it's more my. Uh, yeah, protective uh, karma because I see my sister not happy. You know, it's not like about the tennis match. It's like I see her upset and not happy. So, you know, it's uh, some talking, some uh, you know, uh, release, uh, release that uh, when she wants and uh, if she need anything, you know, it's uh, just 
just be there for her, you know. But uh, as I always say, you know, uh, it's a fact she's playing tennis, but uh, she's my little sister, you know, so it's a combination of both. Uh, I heard you mention that you want to break the top five for the first time. How big of a goal is it for you? Is that one of the big drivers for you this year? Oh, no, really, you know. Uh, my biggest goal, to be honest with you, is uh, to stay on the top ten. You know, that's the, the biggest goal. And, uh, you know, you always, uh, like, it's a goal, but it's a dream. Dream goal is to win a slam, you know. And uh, the top five, uh, we say top five, uh, as I say, just a week, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be good, you know, because uh, I've been six uh, for a few weeks and uh, we say, okay, if we have to pick a number, uh, let's say five, you know. For me, the goal is really to, uh, to uh, if I can stay on the top ten, that's, that's be, uh, that'd be nice. Do you feel, uh, there are a lot of fans who follow you and always say, Gael can be a Grand Slam winner, Gael can be number one, all of these things, I'm sure you've heard it. For you personally, do you ever get stuck in a moment where you're thinking, maybe I could have something, done something better, or do you feel that you always did the best you could? You know, my answer is very easy, you know, it's, uh, those guys are better than me, better players, stronger than me, you know, so exactly, you know, it's not because of some people see potential that you have to win, you know. And as I mentioned, there's uh, only three guys in this area who won a Grand Slam, Stan, Silic, Marion Silic, and uh, Juan Martin Del Potro. So that's, that's few. And, and I think it's so many uh, others have potential as well, you know, and, uh, and they're struggling like me, you know. And uh, at the end, you know, it's... Uh, it's more a fact that uh, those guys be much, much better tennis player than me, you know. So, you know, most of people, as I said, they don't know me, they don't know anything. So, because uh, I'm different and uh, I have a different view, they will use it in a way that I'm not working hard, I'm not this, I'm not that, blah, blah, blah. But at the end, who wins? <laughs> it's not like, you know, everybody is winning and I'm not winning, you know. So, it's pretty fun. and. Most of the time, it's, 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 uh, it's people that don't even uh, care about me because uh, if someone really cares about me, uh, he will come and talk to me, he will come help my team, he will actually try to find out anything. You know, people, uh, most of the time, they're talking, they, they don't know anything. So I just want to say to my fans that uh, if, I, if I didn't win uh, Roland Garros, it's uh, because... Uh, I wasn't a, a good enough player yet. Hopefully one day I'll be, you know, if I have an opportunity. But uh, just because I wasn't uh, good enough to, to win a slam. You're listening to the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast. Available on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and ATPTour.com. Monfils currently at nine in the world and third in the race to the season-ending Nito ATP Finals. A long way to go, of course, as there is in the doubles too, where new Antipodean pairing Kiwi Michael Venus and Aussie John Pierce have made a strong start to the year with a first title in Dubai. They've been speaking with Gabriel Clark for ATP Uncovered. Oh, how was that? It's harder than ever to succeed at the top in doubles, with the depth in quality growing by the season. But for two players with Grand Slam winning credentials, both looking to start afresh in 2020. Deciding to team up 
was an easy decision. We live very close to each other in London, uh, have practiced together all our kind of off weeks throughout the year um, together and that, so known each other really well and, and spent a lot of time on opposite sides of the net. And John approached me and asked kind of what I thought. Trained together all the time as it was, so I thought it was a great opportunity that we can both have a go and be on the same side of the net. Being able to practice together year round, very unique for doubles. It's not a situation that arises much, and thought we'd give it a crack. Location wasn't the only reason John Pierce and Michael Venus teamed up. The pair appear a natural fit on court. Making sure the team identity is about making sure we keep serving big and keep going after it, which I think we both do really well. And then I think to go along with that, the team energy should always be high and a lot of fun for us out there. We're both quite aggressive out on the court, both good serves. So yeah, we, we're trying to show our presence out there and, and try and get through our service games quickly and efficiently as possible and just try and put the pressure back on the opponents, make them feel as uncomfortable as possible out there on the court that we can do. Doubles mean spending a lot of time in each other's company. But the Aussie-Kiwi combination have enough in common to know it will work. Both have young daughters, our wives spend a bit of time together also and that's outside of tennis when we're away from it. Things in common to uh, kind of talk about and, and get away from, uh, from thinking about tennis all the time. It's early days for the new season and for this new team, but with a combined 30 doubles titles, including two Grand Slams. Pierce and Venus have big goals for 2020. We're going to perform in the big events and then also being consistent week to week and I know we both want to do that and it's a big thing for us to make sure we can get our level up each week and then of course it's making a year in championship which is what every team wants to do so for us to do that we've got to be consistent week in week out so that's a challenge for us to be a good level every week. Venus and Piers off to a winning start in 2020 in doubles as is world number six Stefanos Tsitsipas who defended his title in Marseille before reaching the final in Dubai. And it was in the Middle East that his mother, Yulia Salnikova, decided to attend one of his press conferences and put some of her own questions to the 21-year-old. And it was after that now famous exchange, Reem Aboulel managed to speak with her. Do you think he looked surprised? For me, he was pretty much aware. <laughs> well, um, um, the statement he did uh, another day that um, his parents are too much involved. Likely he mentioned it in a tennis um, life, uh, which is understandable because uh, it's true that we stay a lot of time together on the court and uh, he wants to go further. Maybe he wants to, to make more decisions by himself. Yeah, I understand it. And I know that he needs uh, it in the future, so he can't really refuse it. He shouldn't, let's say, he shouldn't, yeah. You were a player yourself, yeah. so I'm curious, if you put yourself in his shoes, what was it like for you as a player? Did, were your parents very involved in your career? Uh, not really. I had few, but very good coaches. My father was sometimes around, but he was more uh, around my physical, uh, let's say, trainings, because his tennis was on the amateur level. Uh, and as a professional, because he was a professional athlete himself, he knew that the things are different in playing um, single sport like tennis and team sport like football, like what he played. Yeah. What is your role, do you think, in, in helping Stefanos achieve everything he wants to achieve? And just to have, because this life is not easy as well on tour, so how do you feel you're helping him? 
first of all, I think it's um, the way he feels. He feels um, with us more relaxed. Uh, it's not that we are joking all day long, but we know his habits. We're behind it. Um, I check the laundry, you know, it's still important. Yeah, he feels like being loved and that's what makes the difference. Yeah. His father, obviously, Apostolos, is his coach and has been his coach for a very long time. How difficult do you think is the balance between being a parent and also being a coach? Well, um, in a way, it's not really fair because your son can tell you everything that what you wouldn't like to listen, which I believe Stefan would not do it in, in case he has a coach because there is a distance, there is a respect uh, still between Apostles and Stephanos. Without it, they wouldn't work. But the distance is shorter, you know, and that is, mm, this is the key, the key in this story, yeah. One of the things the press really loves about Stephanos is that he, he's very honest. He, he has no filter with mm -hmm. us. You know, he, he speaks his mind, which is very refreshing to see. Do you see any drawbacks considering what he told us in the last press conference that he's not, he sometimes feels tired of having his parents around? Do you see that as a negative or do you see it as a positive that he's this honest? Uh, well, I see it as a procedure of growing and... Uh, in my opinion, uh, as more mature he will be, as less he will mention that. Uh, he's, he's been handling the, the title defense experience or making a final and then making back-to-back -back finals in Dubai, um, winning back-to-back -back Marseille, Marseille titles. He's been handling that very well. Uh, why do you think he's able to do that? Because it could be pressure for some people, but he's handling it very well. Because of that comfort that he's surrounded by us, actually. <laughs> no, by himself, too, of course. He can afford flying first class, you know. He can afford eating what he likes to eat. He can afford spending his time. Uh, we do not really uh, control him. Uh, but when he's out on court, then the job is coming. The job is coming first, yes. And maybe this is the only place he really feels pressure. He has a lot of interests out of tennis. Well, he's very serious about tennis, but he spends a lot of time doing his vlogs and uh, spending time for his YouTube channel. Do you, uh, what, do you, what do you think about that? Do you see that as a distraction? Or do you think it's actually helping him? I think even if it doesn't really help him nowadays, it will help him later on. I see a talent beha behind his vlogging, and my opinion was not to drop it because he was kind of discussing with me. Maybe he was trying to manipulate a little bit. And I told him, no, no, vlogging is something that you definitely have, uh, uh, I, 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 you are gifted to that. So please just, you can maybe reduce your time into it, but don't, don't drop it. Uh, but the social media maybe is the thing that he should drop more. Mm -hmm. The social media in, um, in your phone, first of all, right? Mm -hmm. So not to read a lot of um, comments, not to, to know a lot of uh, negative uh, news about anything. That that's, comes, um, it should come to the end, yeah. What, what is something you can tell me about Stefanos that maybe we don't know? What is something that makes him special and, and is helping him be this successful? Hmm. Out of the sport, because for me it's maybe more important, um, he's generous, has a good humor. And these two qualities are unbeatable for a man. On the tennis court, 
maybe you should tell me what his qualities are because I'm much into it. So uh, in a short distance, sometimes you don't really see uh, the real the reality. Yeah. Obviously, there was an, the incident in the ATP Cup when he got angry during his match with Nick Kyrgios and he accidentally touched his father's arm. I'm wondering, you were on camera when you went and spoke to him. How was that incident for you guys? Well, that wasn't that simple. Uh, don't see it flat. Uh, I don't believe it was uh, only the pressure of Kyrgios match inside. I believe it was also a part of the previous... Um, uh, lost he had he had a, for him let's say a bitter lost uh, loss against Shapovalov the day before and that was one of the reasons and then the pressure of the Kyrgyz match well maybe bad day you know it happens you know sometimes people go into the parking and yelling uh, just once it doesn't mean they're yelling every single day that's true. Uh, he obviously ha- talks a lot about his Russian background as much as his Greek background. What do you think are some of the qualities uh, that you see in him that are, come from the Russian side of his heritage? Uh, the curiosity. He's a curious guy. He loves to go deep into things. Uh, and maybe that he's able you know, to stand the pressure. Mm-hmm. That thanks to the... Soviet background. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Julia. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Rim. And see you again. On iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, and ATPTour.com, this is the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast. It has been, without doubt, one of the most effective player coach relationships in recent times. And ahead of his title defence in Indian Wells, the first Masters 1000 of the year, I managed to catch up with Dominic Team. And the man now guiding his fortunes, Nicola Massu. We started uh, last year in Rio, actually, Buenos Aires, Rio, and worked out amazingly well. Uh, well, as everybody can see, he's a great coach, great person, um, very enjoyable to work with him, to spend time on tour with him as well. Well, first of all, there are, we are different personalities, we are from different cultures also. I'm from South America, Dominic is from, from Austria, from Europe. I think that we speak different language and uh, yeah, I think that makes you to get more potential, I think, because there are two different ways. Dominic team wins the very first Masters 1000 title of his career. He's the champion. We tried to improve a lot in hard course and of course the, the title in Indian Wells helped a lot to believe that this is the way that we need to continue. But for sure now, I think that he has the chance not only to win big tournaments on clay, also in hardcore. And I think that 2019 and in the past, he showed that these, uh, these chances, they are there. We dream to try to reach the top of the, the tennis. Uh, I was in the tour for many years, so I understand the difficult to be in the top. And Dominic is there for at least five years. so. I hope that he continues, he's still young, 26 years old, and I'm happy to work with the guy who, who makes everything easy for me. Of course, he made me a much better player. I think I, I did a great development uh, on my game in, in this one year since, since Rio 19. So I'm, I'm super happy and can't wait to keep it going like that. That is it for this week. Join us next time for a mid-tournament update from Indian Wells. 
Remember, you can join us on ATP Tennis Radio 2 from Monday for four solid weeks of live ball-by-ball commentary from Indian Wells and then Miami, the first two Masters 1000s of the year. We have live coverage, remember, of them all. You can find us on TuneIn or at atptour.com where you just need to click on Listen at the top of the page. You can also head there too for all the latest results, draws, rankings, news and videos. If you're an app kind of person, you can also download the new ATP Tour app and have all of that in the palm of your hand. For now, I'm Seb Lozier. This has been the ATP Tennis Radio podcast and we look forward to you joining us for our live coverage from Indian Wells this week. Enjoy the tennis. If you like this podcast, please search the iTunes store for ATP Tennis Radio to leave a review. Review.